podcaster. I hardly know her. <laughs> uh, hey guys, my name is Megan Bryant, and this is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids. I'm a comedian, an improv trainer, and an award-winning author. As I've been going through life, I've learned how much I love to share my stories, listen to others share their stories, and find connections of cool people doing cool things all around me every day. This is a podcast where I'm going to be all over the board. Personal growth, professional strategies, and my perspective and experiences on a lot of different topics. So join me, Megan Bryant, and let's keep in mind that we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Hey friends, Um, I had to just jump on recording this episode while I was still coming off of an adrenaline rush from doing a Spartan race. Uh, So this is a little bit of my unpacking of the journey of why I did it, how I decided to do it, really simply because it was a fear of mine to do something in the unknown, uh, especially something that was physically challenging, and then realizing how much um, preparation goes into really anything that we want to tackle in life. Uh, Mindset prep, taking care of our bodies physically, um, and of course, nurturing our emotional needs and stuff. So this is just um, some of the processing that I went through uh, for this particular experience in my life of being scared of doing something I've never done before and just going for it. And I'll tell you what, I'm so glad I did. I hope you enjoy. Aru, aru, aru. Oh man, who even am I these days? I am. I'm still a little giddy, and I'm coming off of an adrenaline rush from doing my first Spartan race this morning. I say first because even at the very beginning, in the first mile of a lot of it being up the freaking mountainside or whatever cliffside up to the plateau uh, over in a little place called Payette, Idaho. I already knew I wanted to do it again. Um, It was a couple obstacles in. It was such an interesting feeling. Um, And so, of course, what better time to podcast than when I'm like really having this like really um, cool moment. Um, I've done some hard things in life. And I always act like I'm not, like in my own mind, I feel like I'm not athletic. And yet I do have the capacity to do things that are really quite demanding physically. And man, if I could ever think of of a situation, a race, um, an event that has such a metaphoric correlation to life, it would totally have been this race. I was totally, totally scared. Um, Should I say totally a few more times? When I signed up for this race, a friend of mine um, had posted that she had just registered about 90 days out from the race. And I saw it on Facebook and I was like, I was home at my office alone and was thinking, huh, a Spartan race. That sounds awful. And that freaks me out. And I don't know if I can do it. So I'm like in the dark of night. Okay, where's my credit card? I I had to sign up. I signed up right away. Really without stopping to think a whole lot. And I honestly, I've known they have like obstacles. I know they're challenging. I see a lot of my very athletic friends doing 
them. And I just assumed it would never be something that I put on my list. And then, uh, as a lot of things I've been navigating through in life, I, um, I recognized that I hadn't been really, really challenged, especially physically for a while. I've gone through a lot of emotional strength training, um, and getting a really good grasp on how to be spiritually in tune in my own life. And I really was ready to up my game physically. And I just, it really didn't occur to me to do something like that until I stumbled upon it. And so it was a really cool experience because it was for me something I I initially thought I was going to sign up with friends and I was going to do it with friends. And so that kind of gave me a little bit of this feeling of like, okay, it'll be okay. I'll have support there. And then some circumstances changed and I ended up still going, but I was by myself. And I realized really quickly how awesome it was that I was part of something really big, this really cool, welcoming, motivational community. And so there was tons of support, people cheering, um, the people at each of the obstacles, helping you figure out how to do it. I only looked at the full roster of what the obstacles were even like the day before. So yesterday, the day before the race, because I didn't want to psych myself out. I had been to a training to kind of practice some types of obstacles. I'd sort of been playing around with my kids, you know, playing on the monkey bars at the park. I had been, um, jogging a loop near my home, um, not very successfully. And I just, I did what I had the capacity to do. And I just knew that I was going to take it at my pace. I was going to try every obstacle and my goal was just to finish. I just pictured the finish line. And I recognized again, man, I repeat a lot of words. I'm really sorry, guys. Recognize, totally navigate. I totally hear myself saying the same types of words every podcast. And I guess that's how I talk now. Um, And I was just noticing, though, how much like I don't do things or I hadn't in the past. I'd been scared to try certain things. And I think a lot of times we get scared to try something if we don't know exactly what to expect. And yet, until we do something, there's no way that we can know exactly what to expect. Even during the race, there were some um, kind of leveled off areas and I would jog a little bit and then I was like, maybe I should conserve energy. Maybe I could jog a little more. I just didn't know exactly even how the next series of obstacles would be. And I sort of lost track at one point um, of which ones, how many more I had. And I was worried to wear myself out. Um, and so now that I've done it, I'm like, oh, I could see where there could be improvement. And so I real I was thinking about, see, I caught myself from saying, I realized um, that the best way and the quickest way to find things that we love to do in life and faster way a faster way to get to a route of success is to just try to fail faster. So although I wouldn't call today a failure, I totally, (laughs) I just had the best time. I felt like a kid. There was a few things that totally, shoot, you guys, this is ridiculous. I am totally jazzed up and I can't stop saying totally. I um, was afraid of a few of the obstacles. One of them that seems kind of simple is going under a wall, like an inflatable wall thingy, but in murky, muddy water that was up to about my chest and I, I'm not super confident in water. 
I've only recently taken swimming lessons about a year and a half, two years ago for the first time ever as an adult, uh, to try to overcome those fears and knowing some of these obstacles I needed to do. And I'm afraid of heights and I just hadn't ever done these things. Like one of them is like this inverted wall where you're climbing up against a slant and have to get yourself hoisted over. And so there was a lot of things that seemed really scary and I was unsure if I could do them. I thought maybe I wasn't even physically capable of doing them. And so I just wanted to take a nice steady pace. So knowing though that if I never tried, I would have never known. And what's the worst thing that could have happened is I could have shown up and maybe I skip a couple obstacles I actually completed 16 out of 20 that were in this. This was a Spartan sprint, so it's the shortest. It was three, did I say this? Three and a half miles. Um, and I tried all of them. The, the four of them that I could not complete, what happens if you don't complete them is you are penalized with 30 burpees. And if you don't know what a burpee is, Google it. It's awful. It's exhausting. It's like a sort of like a jumping jack on the ground and then back up and then you hop and you know put your hands over your head and then back down sort of like a mix between a push-up jumping jack wish for death um they're surprisingly exhausting and so um and uh, you you could probably skip them and whatever and I sort of slacked off on a couple of them uh because one of the obstacles was a set of rings oh like you cross like rings like monkey bar type thing and I got all the way to the end and I could not reach the bell to ring it was so frustrating I was hanging on swinging for like three or four I don't know five swings back and forth and I was just like oh I can't reach I cannot reach I finally dropped so I only did a couple burpees on that one because I did awesome on that um and it was just, it was really kind of this wonderful emotional experience, this very cathartic experience. The times that I have felt the most connected to my higher power and to um, like a, a, a merging of my mind and my body and my spirit is when I'm physically exerting myself. I've given birth to five babies. I have hiked Mount Bora, which is the tallest peak in Idaho. And now I've done a Spartan. There's obviously been some other times I've exerted myself over the years. And those times though, those ones really stand out as times when I didn't think I could make it. I had to put my head down one, one step at a time or one push at a time, uh, where labor is concerned. And when you feel that maxed out, just absolute, you know, you're just stretching your capacity. For me, that is something where I feel just the closest to, um, an out of, almost like an out of body experience to see what I'm capable of and to have such clarity in my mind of how valuable this life is and how much of a struggle it is and then how satisfying it is when you make it through an obstacle. There was a guy that was doing the race today with no legs, zero legs, all the way up to like his hips. And I um, came to his point, I whatever, crossed paths with him at the bucket carry which is a very heavy bucket full of rocks 
and you climb up and meander over this hill and down these ravines. And the guys one is heavy. The girls one is super heavy. It's got to be 45 pounds or so. And the guys one I'm sure is at least 20 pounds heavier. And this guy was doing it with no legs. And I like almost started crying. I was just like, this is amazing. The human capacity, the will and the sheer drive that we can have if we just go for it. Just go for it. I just loved it. I used to feel a lot of self-consciousness. Um, is that a word? Um, to do things, which is funny. I remember I was snowboarding once several years ago and a brother-in-law, uh, I was with a brother-in-law, uh, with my husband at the time and his sister. And we were, so we were snowboarding and going up the lift and we were deciding which run we wanted to go down. And I was like, uh, I don't care which one, as long as it's not the one that goes right below, the ski lift because I don't want people to see me when I biff it. And he just starts laughing. He's like, what? He's like, you get on a stage and tell jokes and do comedy in front of people. And yet you're worried about people seeing you fall when they can't even see who you are. You're wearing all your ski gear. No one can even tell who you are. And he just was laughing, thought it was the silliest thing. And I, I, once he said it, I agreed. I was just thinking, man, yeah, you're right. Um, my lowest confidence level though, has always been in my physical endurance and strength. And so this time I was like, you know, there's going to be spectators. There's going to be people watching. And I didn't want to be embarrassed by not accomplishing things. And yet I could not say no to this opportunity. I had to just try. And sure enough, it really ended up feeling, um, pretty awesome. And there were people, there were at the points where I was the most nervous, there were other racers who were very patient with me and encouraging, who were cheering me on, who were helping me strategize how to get through it. Cause they'd done it before. And at the very end, when people were standing right there and watching me very hesitant, not knowing how to get under this thingy in the water, just, it went from people just watching to people really just cheering and, and encouraging and, and it was awesome. And that's what we need. We need that support and and I'm sure it would have eventually gotten the courage, even if someone wasn't right there, but to hear people that were total strangers to just be like, you got this. And you're like yelling some of the strategies and, and, you know, grab on under and just go, just pull yourself through and you got this, you got this. And, and then, whoosh, you know, a moment later I got, uh, you know, out on the other side and, and they're cheering and they're like, woo nailed it, whatever. And then, you know, climbed my sorry butt up the slippery, muddy little, uh, whatever. S- then you have to get yourself out of it. Right. And then leap over the fire and get your picture taken and, and all was well. And it was so cool to have that, um, that camaraderie and people wanting you to win. I wish that was always the case in life. Um, and even there was one other thing that I kind of wanted to mention was that like, even though I didn't really know what to expect, I knew which obstacles there were. I kind of just figured it out as I went. There's lots of helpers to ask questions. And I, uh, recognized actually my wristband had an hour earlier start time. And so I got to start earlier than I thought 
I was going to, which was cool. And, um, and then I look, I go over the, the start line and I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me to even start before you can even start. You have to hoist yourself over a wall to even get into the starting corral. And I'm like, oh man, isn't that so true of so many things in life that like you finally get the courage to try and then you hit a roadblock. Um, and it was was funny and irritating and also like, okay, well, here we go. And I managed to get myself over it. Um, but it was so fun. I highly encourage you to try something that scares you. Maybe, uh, you try a Spartan. There was such a vast age range and all different body types, all different heights. I mean, it was like everybody was there and it was such a fun experience, um, all with the common goal to just help each other get to the finish line. And I love it. I loved it. I can't wait to do it again. Um, and it was very inspiring for me that whenever I think I can't do something, if I ever start getting down on myself for either a physical, um, thing, uh, that I think I have a limitation or really anything like keep, I got to keep my eye on the finish line. That's the way I do it. I picture what I want it to look like at the end. And then I have to just figure out how to navigate through the obstacles and overcome those trials. And once you just make that commitment, just go. Um, Such a cool experience. So find something that scares you. I think that that is probably the most satisfying part of it all is that I was really, really scared. I was really nervous. I was so nervous that I refused to even look at what the obstacles really were in great detail. Um, just cause I did not want to psych myself out and what a satisfying adventure to realize that I was capable of so much more. I'm super proud of myself to have accomplished 16 of the 20 and I made okay headway on the others even the rope climb which is my nemesis actually made it a few pulls up um and was kind of figuring out that foot grip and um and I'm excited to try it again so now I know enough to go in another time and be an even better version of me do it even better with the information that I already know about it and I think that's pretty awesome. So here's to saying yes to things that are scary, um, learning as we go, cheering for each other along the way, and just rallying and believing in ourselves and extending that hand um, of help and the voice of encouragement to those that are around us. Before I close out this episode, I want to address a couple of things regarding training and mindset. Um, because leading up to this, I was part of the fear was that I wasn't really, really aggressively training and I was just doing the best that I could. And so with a couple of questions that I've had from people who are like, Oh, I want to do that. What kind of training did you do? Honestly, I didn't do a ton of Spartan specific training. What I did do and what I've been doing actually for the last year and a half of my life, I have been trying to focus on just living in a healthier way. I eat something from nature every day. I eat very little sugar 
And if I do, I make sure I eat even more that day that is um, vegetables or fruit or drink an extra glass of water like before I eat a cookie or something just to keep myself from overeating the junk that I know I'm going to eat. I, I just don't think it's a sustainable, realistic lifestyle for me to not have goodies and to not let myself eat the good stuff. I've tried a lot of like sugar-free treats and stuff and that's just gross. Uh, for me, I don't, I've never been able to get on board with that. And so I have been working really hard on sustaining, um, a plan that is easy to be implemented for me. And I start my day every single day with a full glass of water right out of bed. I put it by my bed at night. So it's literally the first thing I do every morning. I am really good about drinking quite a bit of water every day, probably more than the average person. I don't really drink soda. I very rarely consume um, things that become habitual, I think, in a lot of in a lot of ways. I do drink coffee every day, usually about one glass. Sometimes there's two or whatever. Mug. Is that a weird thing to say? Glass of coffee. Um, I make it at home so that it is actually with my sugar-free creamer um, or just like a heavy cream and a sugar-free flavoring. And I sip on that usually all day. And so I'm really careful about what I put in my body and I make sure that I'm active every day. Obviously, with four little kids, it's easy to just constantly be moving up and down stairs, um, picking things up all day, vacuuming. Like doing daily mom stuff keeps me moving and aware of my body. I wrestle with my kids a lot. I like to go play at the park, um, go for bike rides, go for walks. Uh, when I don't have them, I will go for longer jogs. Um, sometimes go hike a mountain that's nearby called Table Rock. I just, I'm committed to making sure I move. I don't, I don't just stay stagnant. And then the biggest component probably, um, along with that is mindset. So a lot of times I find myself having to coach the things that, um, I want to hear. The positivity comes from within. I have, learn to be a really solid cheerleader for myself. So when I hit a couple of really difficult times during the Spartan race, um, particularly during the bucket carry, which was really hard for me, I was saying positive things to myself. You got this. You have strong legs. You have strong lungs. You're, you got this. Your arms can hold this. Your fingers are secure. I was talking myself through it. And I was imagining, man, what if this was... A, a, a tragic, like a, uh, what am I trying to say? Like a emergency and I had to get this thing out. Um, or if I was carrying a kid, like sort of coaxing my adrenaline to stay on task and keep at it. And recognizing in each of the steps that hurt the most, being grateful to have that opportunity to hurt, to have functioning body parts and to be uh, uh, able to make a choice to stretch myself physically. And a lot of it has come from that internal strength, that emotional resilience, learning how to overcome some of the struggles that I've had to emotionally and rely on the strength of my spiritual connections, um, has made it easier for me to honor and respect my body, the, the vessel that my spirit gets to reside in. Um, 
and and constant reminders. So right after I signed up for the Spartan race, I bought a little five pack, a five dollar pack of stickers of Spartan stickers um, to put around my house. But I have a journal uh, or like a notebook that I do all my tasks. Um, I have lots of them actually. My journals, my notebooks are very precious to me. They are my power tool uh, for my work. Um, there's things that are like the checklist of things that I need to do. Um, sometimes there's a lot of different like joke premises, prem- premises. How do you say that word? Premisei, premises, premises whatever, that um, may or may not ever or have ever been written into jokes, just random thoughts. Uh, they're a very special, handy tool for me that um, help keep my mind in some sort of order. And I cover them with stickers. And so when I look back at all the stack of journals that I have that are just like uh, a documentation of of my journey in life, they have stickers from what was like relevant around that time. And so I put a Spartan sticker right smack on the front of it and maybe on the back of it and on my laptop. So I was seeing daily reminders of what I wanted to accomplish. So a lot of the training, sure, I um, I lift weights, I do squats and lunges and push-ups and pull-ups and and crunches and stuff and not honestly not in as regular dosage as would probably be prescribed. I just do what works for me in the time that I can allot each day and I set realistic expectations of myself and I reward myself with um positive um like positive reinforcement even if it's not what seems like a really really aggressive workout as long as I am moving every day eating something healthy and being kind and encouraging to myself in my own mind um, then I know I'm on the right track because that has been the steps that have made me able to transform um, into what continues to be the healthiest happiest Megan that I've ever been Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. Follow all my shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. And remember, we don't have to be a big deal to do big things.